Yes, people, welcome to Albert JTV. We have another episode of Weekly Surgery. We are back, people. But before we get started, let's hit the intro. People, we are back for another episode of Weekly Surgery. I did remember. I, I I thought I remembered what episode it was, but it's gone out of my head completely. But, but you know, just, someone told me on the thumbnail what it says. I'm sure it's six. It must be six. I think it's number six. But um, I'm glad to see my brothers again, man. Um, it's been a bit of a rubbish time, really, being Arsenal fans. Really, um, whether it be style of football, um, the lack of activity um during the transfer window to some people it won't be a surprise um to some people they'll get themselves worked up to a point where they won't they won't want to talk to their missus <laughs> i mean I, seriously i've seen it all but um people smash the like button if you haven't already apologies apologies, apologies for being slightly late technical issues as you can imagine Streamyard and hopefully kesh will join us soon the man's busy but he's, he's, he assured me you'll try and get on today. But um, further ado, people. Oh, of course. Let me not forget my audio listeners when this goes out on Spotify and Anchor when I download it later. So um, I like to cater for everybody, man. But um, yeah, I've got my brothers in the stream, man. Happy days, man. Good to see my guys, man. Only thing that makes me happy, man. Absolutely. Forget Valentine's Day coming. I don't care. I'm happy to see you guys. You, my people. Brothers. But uh, firstly, my bro from Streatham. The king, or the prince of YouTube, I should say, sorry. Mr. RJ Wills, welcome back, my brother. How you been? I'm doing very well, brother. Doing very well. Not letting this Arsenal stuff dictate my life or my health <laughs> or anything. But we're doing good. I hope you guys are doing well. Great to be back. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, big respect to JC for stepping in last week uh, for episode five. JC, my bro, keep doing your work and... Um, We'll have you back on soon again sometime, man. But of course, my other brother, man, goodness souls. Hope you hope you're well, family's well. I know you took some time away back in Pakistan. Hope you're keeping well, man. Welcome back, man. Missed you, man. Oh, I've been it's been a long time. Now everything's good, obviously. Just um things happen, don't they? Yeah, and, um, you know, it's just, it's good to be back, obviously. Better than I've had a better year than Arsenal so far, you know. So, um, so it's been it's been better than them. But you know, we're back. I mean, look, you know, the, the break came at the right time, and hopefully, mm. they're still till Monday, I think, to, uh, for the window to close. So, let's see what happens. We 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 will see what happens. Oh, good to get you guys back on, man. My brothers, man. Yeah, missed weekly surgery, man. We need some serious surgery. We need triple bypass. Everything, man. Dialysis. We need everything in surgery, man. But uh, people, uh, yeah, guys, so um, RJ, I'm going to come to you first. Obviously, the thing I want to touch on is the most obvious thing to talk about is the transfer window. Um, and I don't think it's just a case of what Arsenal have done. And I think I mentioned this on um, my show on Lee Judge TV. Um, I think what makes Arsenal fans' blood boil is um, 
when they see it's not listen i don't get too caught up in terms of what the player costs or how much he's been linked to that's not down to us as fans to worry about that we're not accountants we're not we're not agents i don't care um but i think what it is it's the, it's the lack of due diligence and planning that comes across to us as fans to see what arsenal are not doing um don't insult us talking about January's a tra difficult transfer window. It's supposed to be difficult. It's transfers. That's the most obvious thing I can turn around and say. But um, yeah, I think when people see the activity um, in terms of, if you look at other clubs, um, what they've done and players potentially still coming in, um, we've had a lot of players go out of Arsenal in the last 18 months. Um, we've had even more. Um you know, look at the likes of Maitland-Niles going to Roma. I didn't see that coming personally. Um, Rumours about Aubameyang. I would be surprised to still see him here, even in six, even in four or five days' time. Um, if the links are true with Milan and PSG, Juventus and Sevilla, so on and so on. Cyclas Nash is gone, finally. Um, Balogun's gone to Roma on loan, which I think is going to be good for his development because we've touched upon this you, you guys um, my brother's talking about Arsenal development of the youngsters at the club which I don't really think has been that great so hopefully under Chris Wilder Borough um, he'll get a good tutelage and I think he will with, under Chris Wilder the no-nonsense guy man um, obviously links with Artemelo which is probably not likely to happen and obviously, uh, the Vlaovic links were probably seen as Arsenal being used as a pawn with him obviously going to get the move eventually to Juventus, which wasn't a surprise really. But RJ, starting with you, mate. Activity, stroke, lack of activity. Uh, me personally, I'm not surprised what I've seen so far. Um, but I will be surprised if not one person comes in. Wait, what to give us your thoughts what you feel, man? Um, right, there's two sides to the coin, yeah, yeah. One hand, I'm not surprised because it's Arsenal, it's always happens, you know what I'm saying? Everything it always happens, the same old stuff with Arsenal, you know. We're linked with this person, guys. Remember the summer, Locatelli, this Locatelli, that. Oh. Where did Locatelli end up going? Same place, Fusan Vyavich went, right. Mm. Um, spent too much time, too much time on, you know, on transfers. And there's the other side of the coin in terms of a little bit surprised because let's, 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 let's even go back in time. I mean, January, we always really did much. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think the only person that actually surprisingly comes through the door in January was a Baniac. You know what I mean? And then now it looks like we're trying to get rid of him. Hmm. But, you know, our tests are edgy, all this talk about change and culture change and all this stuff. And I'm still seeing the same resonance from when Wenger was here. You know? So that's where I'm a little bit surprised in terms of getting things done. And it's annoying because it's not proactive enough. You know, we should have been looking at transfers while the season, like, when the window wasn't even open. You know, we had the summer to get maybe one more centre mid in and get somebody out, but they chose, they opted not. Knowing the situations in terms of Partey, African Cup of Nations, with El Nene, Xhaka, we know is a liability, but for some reason they still trust him. And then, you know, like you said earlier, make the mouths 
gone on Rome. And it's like, well, why didn't you? We all thought, oh, maybe someone will come in. We're still waiting. You know, that hole needs to be plugged because Lokonga is thinking out there by himself. And I see a lot of fans yeah, yeah. giving him some harsh sticks. Don't get yeah. me wrong, he hasn't been perfect. However, let's be real with him. He's still young, he's still learning the league, and he hasn't played that much. From the moment Xhaka recovered, he just got dashed back on the bench. And then yeah. he's been playing out cold because, you know, Xhaka was, had COVID and then Xhaka got sent off. So, to me, if, if I'm honest, I'm not surprised. Can I be disappointed? I'm always disappointed. Yeah, 100%. In some, in some way, shape or form. So, we'll see what happens on Monday, innit? No, no, for real. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? 27 days in. Um, <laughs> as you guys know, no wins in January. Was it one goal? One goal. Um, so I was coming on to what um, Sentiment FC is putting a kind of what I was touching on in my sort of monologue before I came to RJ in the sense of it, <laughs> it ironically, with the Chambers deal happening, it's to the point what Arsenal fans are thinking. Because like again, like, it's like I said, I, I understand the Arsenal fans are not stupid. We understand that, that January, not even Jan, transfer windows are difficult to get to, to get you know to get players in and, and done whatever. But they, you have specialized people to deal with that negotiations to get players in. Um, I heard I listened I heard I listened to um, Darmesh say about in terms of. Um, Arsenal. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about the Vlaovic shorter links at the at the start in terms of showing actual showing intent in trying to go against some of the big guys to get this guy because he, you know from what I've seen of Vlaovic, listen whoever get whoever got him, you, you got a hell of a striker there. I mean he's only 21. I mean from what I've seen, um, really really good all round game already. But obviously there's still time for him to develop. But um, could you give Arsenal? <sighs> Is it enough? I mean, is it enough just showing intent, or is this is it bigger than that? And it comes back to what kind of RJ was saying, and what people in the chat are saying that if you want to get your business done, get it done, man. I think there's two sides to this, or there's two mm. tiers. I think to transfers, some of the obviously the Villa ones, for example, Lucas Digne, he was already out of favour with Everton, obviously with Rafa Benitez having mm. some some form of a fallout and. I don't. I don't know. I, look, we don't know what the situation with Rafa Benitez and Everton was in terms of whether they knew before this old didn't you, whether they were going to sack him or what they were going to do. Um, clearly, they were trying to hold on to Rafa Benitez and give him a bit more time. Hence the sale of Lucas Digne. And when you look at Coutinho, out of favour at Barcelona anyway. So they're a lot easier to get done. So when people say just get the deals done, get them done, you also need to look at who you're signing. Say, for example we went for, let's say Bamiyang played for another team and he had the situation we have it'd be so much easier to go get that Bamiyang or get Bamiyang deals done but you can't criticise the club for going after a player who's let's be honest, after Haaland he's probably the most sought after striker in, in world football yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, I get what Darmesh was saying I get it, I do, because you, well, well, so I was gone. I do get yeah. what you're saying because like, if, if we're showing like for example if we went for Ivan Tony and we did this I'd be a little bit more pissed off because I'd be like, well, no disrespect, but it is yeah. Brentford. Like We should be able to bully them into giving a player. But when you're going over to a player who doesn't need to go yet and has so many more suitors, for example, like Juventus then obviously come yeah. out and said, we'll go take him. It is difficult to compete against a historic club 
like a Juventus, like your Barcelona's, your Real Madrid, whether they're struggling or not. So yeah. I think, I think for me, I liked it, but for me to not have a backup plan or not to be like, right, we're gonna go for this player up until a certain point. Let's say the fifteenth of Jan. Let's say half a window. We'll give him. This is the ultimatum. You've got your deadline, and say for example, from the rumors, the agents not replying. Right. You say to them publicly, you've got till this date, give yeah. us your answer. After that, we're moving on. We've got our plan B. Let's say it's Isaac or whoever it is, we're going to go get him. The fact that they, they seem to be no plan B is what's pissed me off. Not the fact we showed in 10. It's, that's that's for me. That's the way I see it anyway. So, so you've hit the nail on the head. I said, I said this on um, Lee Judge TV, and I'm sure many Arsenal fans feel the same. For me, it wasn't so much this. It's not even just a January transfer window. It's it's any transfer window. It's not so much, if, if for me, it's more about if you can't get plan A done, what is your contingency plan? What is plan B, C, even D, if you have one? That was always the issue because you're right. It must get to a point where the club has to say, you know what, we're done. We move on to plan B. Like I said, we're 27 days in. We've got four days. I want to listen to Mikel Arteta after the Burnley game. Because I said to RJ before, like I don't really not in not in a bad way, but I don't really listen to the press conferences. I'd re, I more or less kind of read the transcripts afterwards. But I'm looking at the wording and the and the sort of the, the language, and it it just seemed like to me if if Arsenal do get anything done, it's just potluck. He he didn't even seem that confident that you know it's kind of mm, you know if it happens it kind of happens. I'm like. That's not that's not what you want to hear as an Arsenal fan. Arsenal had a brilliant opportunity, particularly this January transfer window, coming into New Year's Day at the time in the top four and on a good run of form to hammer home the advantage and actually get some, not just get the players into bolster the team, bolster the players within the team, bolster the fans. That's perfect opportunity to get new blood in, to get new faces in. Yes, we understand about it being difficult to bring people in, but as you see now, with four days to go, it's not acceptable. And Souls and Arjun, I quickly ask you. Um, I kind of it didn't. I didn't really think about it at the time, and I, I, it's only really I was like, yes, you know what? I said this. I, I this is just my own personal opinion. If I was a player, I understand the law of London. I understand that, but if I'm a player, and, you know. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a possibility of playing under Steven Gerrard or Mikel Arteta. I know who I'm going to choose, and that can't be underestimated in terms of the players. In it, the the pulling power the pulling power of a manager potentially to get players in it is it's hugely important, and that shouldn't be overlooked. And that's not being disrespectful to Mikel Arteta because Steven Gerrard hasn't been a manager for 10, 15 years, but. He has that. Even when I even when I watch Gerard, right? I look at him. I think you know what? I like to play from you know. He just looks like a manager. Like I, d I don't know what it is. I can't find the exact words, but I just I have that feel and gravitas towards him. With Arteta, I'm like, it will come back to the same thing: experience, and he's made a few mistakes while on the job. And listen, a lot of fans have made up their mind about him quite a while ago, um, even before any transfer window. But I think. This, I think that's. Do you think that's a, a a reasonable, a fair point in terms of the pull of a manager for a player to come to the club, coming to RJ? Of course. I mean, even when you look at Gerard when he was a player, 
I mean, how many people have said they take Gerard in their team? You know, I mean, he was such an important player for Liverpool, an important captain. You know, and I mean, it's even Gerard for crying out loud. I mean, hmm. compare it to Mikel Arteta, Gerard likely was likely the playoffs. You know, he, there's a lot of midfielders that were influenced by Steven Gerrard. So you kind of want to, you know what I mean? Gerrard has that, that I don't even know, it's the word. It's not he has something, he does. There's something, there is. There is something, yeah. You there know? Is. And, even, and, and do you know what? To even add to the point about Mikel Arteta and Arsenal, and I've said this to you guys before on a private chat, we're losing our pulling power even more faster now because let's look at it like this. Not only Mikel Arteta, is he, is he going to be a manager that can pull many players? I mean, yeah, we got party over the line, but again, that was a release clause, you know what I'm saying? But eventually, even with all the issues that happened around Arsenal, around Mikel Arteta's ten, tenure, and we could talk about Emery, but this is Arteta we're talking about. You know, the whole Guendouzi situation, the Aubameyang situation, a lot of players been exiled. Um, the way Jack has been treated. We're going to touch on that. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that go against Nico Arteta. That's why, you know, I look at this window and I think, I don't blame people for even further not wanting to come in. You see what's going on out with Abania. You know, um, bloody Adebayor come up the other day. A part of me was kind of like, oh, you're just still sorted. But at the same time, I I hear why he said that. I understand why he says that. Doesn't mean I agree with it or I don't, yeah. or I don't, but I understand yeah, because he's been through it himself. So a lot of players are going to start thinking, hmm, I don't know if I want to go to Arsenal anymore. It's not like how it was in the early 2000s and etc. So to me, it's only getting worse. Players rejecting off left, right and centre. Look at Steven Gerrard. He managed to get Coutinho down to um, Aston Villa. I don't think Aston Villa... Would I ever thought they could get no, Coutinho no, under no. Dean Smith? And that's no disrespect to him. I did have spent a lot of money in, in the summer. I know we outspent them, but they yeah. spent a lot of money in the summer as well. People forget, and they're still spending money. And listen, all I'm going to say to sum it up is the fact that look where we are right now in terms of, you know, we're, 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 we're dilly-dallying. Let's be real. We're dilly-dallying. We've got players in there that are good up-and-comers. But our experience are letting us down. Villa have a plan. It didn't work with Dean Smith. They they acted. They brought in Gerard. Gerard brought in his players. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I said this to you guys um, off stream. And some Arsenal fans might take this personally. It's an opinion. Don't get upset when I say this. If Villa overtake us by the end of the season, because it can happen. I'm not saying it will, but it can happen then don't be surprised. And also, if we only get one player over the line, it's still not good enough. That's all I'm going to say. No, strong points. Go on, but we're, we're going to touch on in terms of um, what you mentioned about, you know, play, you know players talk, man. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just, listen, yeah, it, you know, what's the manager like? You know, come, you know, when they go on international duty, you know, tomorrow, come and join our club. You know, you'd be good, come, you'd be good, good set up here, man. People talk, man. Um, exactly. And it's a good, Arjo, it's a great point. It's a great point. It is a, it's a very relevant point, actually, to be honest. Um, so, um, yeah, guys, I'm just sort of coming to change a little bit of tact, but it's still obviously kind of, yeah, no, I changed tact a bit. Um, is there any surprise links or transfers kind of non-Arsenal player 
I think I know what you guys are going to say that you see uh, pop up. I'm going to go first because I don't want to get my one stolen. Um, <laughs> I've got to be honest. Um, when I heard that Villa are in talks to sign Rod- Rodrigo Bentancourt, I said, what? Listen, for whatever reason, listen, Rodrigo Bentancourt won't be the first player to get a big move to a big club and it's not worked out. Or he, has, he hasn't done too well there. Matthias De Ligt. X amount of players that have gone to Barcelona and Madrid. Listen, doesn't mean you're not, doesn't mean you're a bad player, but listen, Benton Core's a top player. And if it's true that Villa can snag snag him for 16 million pounds, I think the issues with the previous club that Benton Core was that um uh, sell on clause and that. But if, if Villa snap him, wow. Souls RJ, I've got I've got to be honest, man. Um Benton Core, I first heard about Benton Core. You guys will be aware, and people in the chat of, um, I think it's Tom, it's either Tom or I think it's Tom Vickery, who's the South American correspondent for BBC Sport, Football Sport, yeah. And he mentioned ben- Benton Core about, oh God, what, four years, three, four years ago now? Um, what's a guy to watch out for is, you know, coming up to the World Cup of Uruguay. Very, very elegant footballer. Um, very comfortable in possession. He looks like he's in training mode when you see him play. So, if Villa get him, wow. Um, I, I, I don't know where to. I don't know what to say, man. To be honest with you. So I was coming to you, but any surprises to you, like non-Arsenal players? You're kind of like, wow, didn't see that coming, or links or transfers. It's a tough one, really, because not a lot has happened in Jan. And no, nothing like. I mean, obviously, yeah, continue going to like Villa. Maybe you know when you look at Villa's standings, you're thinking, okay, maybe that's a big pull for the. I think. I think. The one that came waywards for me was the Dinier one because, I mean, I, I mean, I know they had their issues. They've been very poor, let's say, you know, to, to be mm. nice to them, for for where people expect mm. them to be, the kind of money they have spent in the past. And I know money doesn't equate success always. It can go horribly wrong, and in the case of Everton, it has done. But especially having like Rafa oh. Benitez and everything. Um, but I'd say Ferran Torres going to Barcelona is probably the big one for me. Mm. Not not because I don't expect Torres to want to go, but I just think in the current situation, it was just out of out of nowhere. They just went, oh yeah, here's 50 million or whatever it was, and we'll take Torres. And actually, to be fair to the guy, he's, he, I think he's played two games, scored two goals as well, and he's, he's having a flying start. And for the fact that, you know, City don't have a so-called recognised striker or centre forward, and, you know, Torres was that guy for them, I think it kind of just came at a shock to me that they just let him go mid-season when he's the one to be scoring the goals, especially as a centre-forward. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think anything's fully surprised me yet. But some of the moves have just been like fair play. Like like whatever, like Villa's business, for example, it's just, you've got to, you just got to applaud it and be like, you know what, fair play, you, you've pulled some decent plays there. Mm, yeah, Absolutely. Kesh, welcome. I'm going to bring you in at the end of Kesh. I'm going to give you a little quick summary. You could fire some <laughs> fire some stuff at us, man. But RJ, any surprises to you? I know. I mean, the most obvious one. Um, I'm not going to say his name because you might even say it. But if you don't, then I'll mention it afterwards. But um, any surprises to you? Sort of non-Arsenal during the transfer window rumors or players that have actually gone? You think, wow, I didn't see that coming. I'm going to say one name, and I'm I'm, I'm hoping it's the one that's on the tip of your tongue. Before I even say his name, the club that even sold him to that club, I feel like they're really preparing for the worst. And that's Chris Wood. 
to Newcastle. And the reason why I bring that one up is because for me that that was like, oh wow, that's a bit different, mm, but yeah. it makes sense. Because we've talked about this privately, Albert, about, you know, Callum Wilson and his injury issues and that. Yeah, I'm not really a well, I'm not a Newcastle fan, but I'm particularly a fan of Joe Linton. But <laughs> looking at Burnley, I mean they the way they've been going on, it's not like they're preparing to go down. And I think Chris Wood can give Newcastle a different element. We know, you know, Newcastle need kind of physicality in that team. They've got a lot of flair players, but they get a lot of physicality in the team. And, you know, funny enough, we even mentioned Arsenal, about 30 crosses in the box and stuff like that. And yet we need some physicality in the middle, which I always said. Yeah. You know, Chris Wood is something that's perfect for them. And, it can even keep Newcastle up. They got a little he bit of hope. Difference. Now, you know? He could be the so, difference. Yeah. To me, that was definitely like you even called it in the summer about uh, Danny Ings going to Villa. Very true business there. Mm. You know. So for me, it's Chris Woods all day long. No fair play. Yeah, I, it was. I didn't sit, like when that when that news sort of came. I was like, wow. I didn't. I thought, but when I heard about the release clause, I was like. <laughs> I don't know how Burnley have kind of let that. Yeah, I I don't know how that's happened. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, clause wasn't until does it activate this up this window? It's actually next summer. Your next summer. Yeah, it's next summer. It's not this. So I think they just got a twenty mil and thought, you know what, we'll take it. Yeah, Burnley. Burnley have got some work to do in the next four. But days. if you see, but if you do see who they're being linked with and trying to get, I think it might be an upgrade on Chris Wood. I think he's Chris Wood. You know what I mean? Oh, they've got. Um, are they linked with? I'm going to come to you, Kesh, because I heard rumours about. Is it? Is it Orsic? Is it? No, Wagwas. Was it Wagwas? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, yeah the yeah, Wolfsburg yeah. guy. Oh, that could have been. A... We could have done with it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Kesh, welcome back, man. It's good to see you, no, man. No. Wow. Well. Don't worry, man. Don't worry, man. We, we got. We got there in the end, man. <laughs> got there in the end. Got there. <laughs> yeah, Kesh, we're going to sort of work backwards. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, so. We're talking about in terms of any surprise transfer rumours or purchases that have gone through that are non-Arsenal that have kind of made you think, wow, I didn't see that one coming at all. Anyone that sticks out for you? Probably Traore to Barca, you know. Yeah, like, 100%. That kind of off guard. I thought it was a done deal for, for Tottenham. I know all well, these Tottenham fans coming out saying now, uh, they got it's a let-off. Lucky that they didn't sign him. Oh, uh, that's right. They wanted him, bro. Personally, personally, I think you, 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 I think Conte would have relished having him. Like, yeah, hundred percent. If you look at Victor Moses at Chelsea, Victor Moses at Inter Milan, I think Truri could have had the same effect. And I thought it would have been a good match. Like, when I'm thinking about the Spurs games that's been rescheduled. And I was thinking, do I really want to see Truri play with a Kane? All that? Nah, I don't really want to see it. So, you know what? Thank, thank goodness he's gone Barca. He's also taken a, a wage reduction mm. just to escape from Spotland. So, you know, I'll complain. Was right. it that they're saying that, he was, apparently they're saying that because there was rumour that he was he was going to be u- utilised as a wing-back, that kind of mm. was ter- the turning from the day. Yeah, I'd rather go to the new camp than North London. But wasn't he wasn't he linked since the summer anyway? So they would have yeah. told him some form of what position he's yeah. playing. Yeah. Mm. But, but uh, rumors yeah. are they offered him 120 mil, um, 20k, sorry, yeah, a week. So, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, wow. but I'm um, yeah, but sketch, good shout, but um, no, um, 
I'm going to get you guys all sort of a round table thought of um, before I come back to Kesh in terms of um, what we spoke about at first. Just want to get your quick thoughts, Kesh. But um, Bruno Guimaraes mm-hmm. potentially um, en route to the Toonami. Um, <laughs> you, you guys are on Twitter, so you know the Arsenal fan base. Any type of news could tip them over the edge. Um, Kesh, I'm going to come to you first. I have to laugh because I'm not going to cry, but um, you know, he's been linked with a various amount of clubs. Um, I've not seen too much of him, I'll be honest. You've probably seen a lot more and, and souls because I like my two lieutenants who watch European football. Um, well, what did you make when you heard that Newcastle are at the front runners? Um, and he's open to the move, by the way, as well. It's, it's not really surprised me, it's not surprised me at all. Um, I feel he's a good player, but I'm not gonna overreact, not gonna be one of those fans because I always knew that he wasn't number one on the list. Like, it's well documented that the Arsenal, they they see Ruben Nevers and Douglas Luiz, or yes. whatever his name is, yeah. as one of their number one targets. So, just because a player is my preference, don't mean the club's going to just go for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not gonna, it doesn't work that way. My only, my only issue with, cool, you can call Newcastle, my only issue is, what are you doing and what why are you not being proactive enough to get a Douglas Louise over the line as quick as possible? Get a Ruben Nevers over the line as quick as possible. It's not so much about missing out on targets. Like we've seen what happened, happened. With, it happens, it happens. With with Dusan going to Juve, and it's cool, fair enough. You saw it, you tried to have a bit of ambition and go for him. Now you have to say, you know what? That's gone wayward. Where do we where do we go next? MBC, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yep. sit and rest on your laurels, just get it done. So, in going Newcastle is not a big deal for me personally. Now, it's a good question. Before I come to, before I get um, um, RJ's thoughts and Souls' thoughts about Gudemares, Guimera, as, as they pronounced properly, I have to say Bruno for the people in the chat. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier, but believe me. But Kesh, yeah, in terms of we're talking about, um, you've touched on it anyway, so you're probably going to say the same thing. You might say add something a bit different, but. In terms of Arsenal's um, activity, stroke lack of activity. Um, Twenty-seven days in, four days left. Um, for some people, they're not surprised by Arsenal's um, lack of um, proactiveness. Um, what's 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 your thoughts? Um, and also, before you answer that, Kesh, um, kind of taking into account Arteta's words after the Burnley game, which wasn't really a glowing endorsement in terms of potential players coming in. It's very, very sabotaging. It's sabotage because when you look at the loans we've let out, I know it's not a big deal. Mari and the likes of Chambers leaving, yeah, yeah. the likes of Lashley not leaving, because if you look at the number of games they've played, they haven't really played much. They've they've been on the outskirts of the team. Bit, bit the one, the one that kind of concerns me, and it's not that I rate the player. I don't rate him. He's made announce. The reason why it concerns me is because he's actually played quite a few amount of games. So it shows that we've actually used him as a utility player when when he's needed. So now that that player's gone now, if you do manage to find yourself in a situation where you need that body to step in, we haven't got that body. I know the likes of our call parties back now. Um, El Nenny will probably be back within a week or so. But I still feel... 
you have to tread, step lightly and be precautious in case you end up having another shackle moment where he gets another red card. Uh, you have end up having a party moment where party gets injured because if you look at the games that them two's played in, yeah, I think they played in six games together all season and won five. So the availability of, of that partnership hasn't been on and to us. So we need to tread lightly and make sure that we're prepared because, as the people say, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Yeah. And the moment we've gone out of two domestic competitions before February, when easily could have been avoided where we could have at least put up a better fight to get to the final and get to the next round of the FA Cup if we had planned better, where we were at a senior midfielder. You guys know me. In the, in the summer, I said, I'm cool with the players we've signed. I see the talent in them. I see the hunger in them. But in terms of the midfield depth and the striker position, we needed to get a senior member of senior central midfielder to come in alongside Sambi and the striker. And I said, those missing, not getting those additional two signings could come back to own us. And that's exactly what's happened. Come January, that's exactly what happened. And what I can't forgive is we knew after Christmas, cool, the likes of Pepe is going. I know he hasn't played much. The likes of Abamian is going, which is another option at yeah. striker. Not that I rate him. I don't I think his time at Arsenal's gone. But you knew that these players were gonna go and you didn't prepare for it. This this questions need to be asked. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Thousand, thousand million. Listen, before I come before I'll say my little bit and I come to Souls and I come to RJ. Thing, Kesh, this is the thing, like with the particularly with I know the issues in regards to the midfield and the squad depth that that no Arsenal fan can deny that. My, my thing for the last probably two years, particularly with the striker element, is that it needs to be addressed, man. Players mm -hmm. being moved on, we don't score enough goals. And I said it, I said, look. It's gonna come back to bite us on the arse, and the and the problem is when people are asking people were ask you as Arsenal fans, where do you think Arsenal will finish in this, you know, end of the season? I said, yes, you know, we're flirting with top four, fifth, sixth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth. But I said Arsenal will not get top four if they do not address the striking issue at this football club. And as you said, mate, it come it's come back. You, you see now it's come back to bite us on the arse. How can you have a situation at Arsenal Football Club? You've had your top main man who's been out of form for 18 months and he won't be here um, come, you know, the end of this season or January, whatever way you want to look at it. Lacazette's not going to be here. Balogun's out on loan. Eddie needs to be moved on, whether it's whether it's within the Premier League or in, in Germany or Europe. What, it's a mess, man. And mm. then, but then, again, it comes back to what I said to you before Kesh, you joined and I said to um, Souls and RJ, like, you can sit here and talk to the cows come home and talk about how difficult the transfer window is it's it's difficult but it's not impossible man people are doing business like what is wrong with this football club man but um i'll come to rj man yeah thoughts about gomez quickly and uh yeah basically yeah what, what, what's your thoughts on um him being linked guy to newcastle well someone was gonna do it and that's the bottom line i mean it's like i said earlier we don't it's the same old, same old with Arsenal. We always try to leave things last minute. And, you know, I think it's a little bit, um, 
What's the word? Is it arrogant? Thinking we can just get anyone when we want? I don't know, but yeah, that yeah, kind of comes yeah. to mind. But at the same time, it's just it's the same old thing. So him going to Newcastle, Newcastle with the money, they can do what they want. Um, um, at the same time, I mean, players going to have to think, I'm going to Newcastle. It's no disrespect to Newcastle, but yeah, in terms of yeah. the area, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and it looks like they offered him a project where they feel like, well, yeah, you're going to be one of the centerpieces. And that's probably as well as the fee. Let's obviously get no money. Mm. Doubled his wages, doubled his wages as well. Arsenal were just nice. there, like, Bruno, Bruno. I've been, they've been, and apparently, we've been watching Bruno from when he was at his previous club as well, and yet Arsenal didn't make the move then. And I go by this someone said this on their channel as well. If Arsenal really wanted you, they'd go out and get you. And I'm like, that's true. But if any club really wants you, they go and get you. So an Arsenal, they just wait and be like, oh, yeah, well, we didn't want him anyway. That's the thing. So as far as I'm concerned, if he goes, if he goes there and lights it up at Newcastle, then it is what it is. I mean, I haven't really seen much of him. People yeah. are going on about his passing and stuff which I feel that's something we're lacking. But again, like I said earlier, even Kess mentioned it, we knew we had this issue from the summer. We knew we needed yeah. a midfielder from yeah. last season. Yeah. Yeah. Or even years before yeah. that. You yeah. know? The window party came in, we needed two to come yeah. in. I don't know about everybody else, but I said we needed two. Everyone was all this awar and parte, oh, we can get both. Then we ended up getting one, which I think a lot of us kind of figured out in the last few days of the window. Kind of a bit similar to that. And the joke thing is, that was a summer window. This is a January window. And if yeah. you want to compete for top four, and, I, and me personally, I've been with top four. I didn't think we were going to get top four. The way mm. we were playing the last couple of months, I thought, Ooh, maybe there's hope. But I just knew with the squad and the depth that we got, the midfield lacking, I just thought, and with the striking option especially, you know, and, and I've been a person that says I feel like the midfield we need to sort out because I thought I thought a Batman would have probably come back and then we'll move him on in the summer or something. That's what I thought, but that hasn't happened. So I don't know, man. So yeah, good luck, good luck to Bruno and congratulations to Newcastle. That's what I say, man. Yeah, yeah. Probably so. Yeah, now big up to you guys, Kesh and um, RJ. Coming to you as well, Souls, but Souls also as well, sort of leading on to the next part. Um, who's the one? Who's who's the one player who you want to see come to Arsenal in the summer? I'm guessing it's going to be realistic, and it not just like. <laughs> um, you know what, Souls? I mean. It's up to you, really. There's there's a lot of names that's been linked, but yeah. who who would you like to see? It might not necessarily happen, but who would you like to see? Now, first on the Bruno G thing, I think if yeah, they yeah. really wanted him, they would get him because yeah. he, they, we've already spoken to him and he said, yeah, I'm interested in joining. But clearly, they see a profile clash and they see something which they need to make a system change to implement his style into the into what they're trying to build here. And as much as maybe we don't agree with the style or we don't like Arteta's way of playing football profiles do make teams and sometimes you know what there's something we may be missing just because of how well he's operating in the leon team but one of the things that we also need to be aware of he does get bypassed in midfield 
somewhat easily as well because he does step up a lot. So that's some of the things that you've got to be wary of when you're looking at... And this is where you've got to read the league as well. The league is a little bit slower in comparison to how intense the Premier League is. And stepping up a lot is something you'll have to get out of his game. And that's why they're looking more of the Douglas Louises, the, the, you know, the Ruben Neves, because even if they do step up, they know how the Premier League operates and they know how to kind of control those situations. So... So, I do let me, understand. So, so let me come in quick. I want to come back to yeah. you. See with Douglas Louise, the links with Douglas Louise. I, I, listen, I don't have an issue with it personally, but what 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 is it with some of the? As I, I like to use my key word, guys, sections of the fan base. What is it when a player gets linked to Arsenal, who's establishing the Premier League, by the way? Ah, uh, they get all they they grumble and they think mm, I'm not too sure and. You know, we need a next level up. What, 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 what is it with the sort of the, the, the disregard? Like, he's a good player. Like, what? I don't, even City wanted him. It's, it's, it's hype, isn't it? It's, it's, it's what's the, what's the flashy thing? It's like, you know, you know, you know, you know, like a Toyota Prius, for example, is going to get the job done and actually be a better car for you than to have a Ferrari, for example. But they'd rather have the Ferrari because it's the flashy thing. It's the oh my god. But it doesn't do much for you, does it? Like, yeah. yeah, it's nice to have, it's nice to look at, and, you know, it's an accomplishment. But there's no practical use for it. And that's what they want. They want the thing that just seems to be shiny, yeah. but has no fit to your system. I, no, what so I, 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 I get it if I get it if you... I, I, I get it, like, Kesh mentioned it before, like, there's, there's certain, sometimes there's certain players you might want, but it might not necessarily mean, like, the club are going to go for them, but... With Arsenal fans, they, it, it's it's more than that when they do it on the socials, man. It's like mm -hmm. it's personal, and it's mm -hmm. we've seen it with Ben White, man, for crying out loud. But yeah, so it's coming, sorry, bro. Yeah, and then just moving on to the the other question in terms of who do I want to see come in? Ooh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough yeah. one because there's oh. a few that can happen if we really tried. And given where we finish, uh, one of them's Frankie De Jong. Um, I just think he fits a lot of. I think he fits a lot. And, and even when you look at the supposed rumour, should we say, um, that coming out of the Barca camp, he is falling out of favour over there in terms of he's not having the impact they were hoping he would have. Like when he first joined, you know, he, he, he really operated that midfield and now he's kind of just a part of the team rather than being the man in the team. And they're trying, obviously, if they can get a big money switch for him, whether they can get around 50 to 70 million, they'd be willing to let him go. And I think... When we look at his profile in terms of being, what is he now, 25, 26, mm. it's perfect to bring him in, to breed him in the likes of Lokonga. And then we can actually go younger. And that alleviates even if Thomas Party or Granit Xhaka gets injured because he fits both. He can do a deep playing role, but he can also be a box-to-box. -box. And I think it's worth the investment, especially at his age. He's, he's very well developed and he's still got a long way to go. That would be a player that, for me, fits a lot of boxes and a lot of moulds. And even if we wanted to transition into the 4-3-3, which we have heard a few murmurs that he wants to do, you can play him in the lone six. So that would be a player that would be interested in seeing at Arsenal. Good shout, Sons. Good shout. King Kesh, let me come to you, man. Your vast knowledge, man. Now you've got your little black book of contacts in there, man. <laughs> Kesh, who's the one player who you'd, want, you'd like to see come at Arsenal in the summer? Well, January or summer. One player. January summer. Give us, give the people a lowdown, man. Yeah, I'm saying, what is this with January or summer? No, summer, summer, summer window. One summer. player, mate. One player, mate. One. You can only have one, mate. 
There's a lot. There's um, a level to choose from. It's not easy. I think, you know, what? it's a toss up because. Go on, go on. Give it to me. I'll let you have two. I'll let you have two, Kesh. Kind of. I'll let you have two. Striker is just as important as yeah. the central midfield. So for me, I think the next best thing out there right now that suits the way you play is Isak. Whether we're going to activate that clause or not, I don't know. Centre mid, I think we need someone who's, when it comes to passing, we need to see an abundance of passes going forward, unlocking defences. And yeah. for me, I saw that in Bruno. Yeah. Obviously, I understand a bit where he's he lacks defensively. I do get it. And, you know, one thing I'm going to identify is that I know a lot of our fans are gagging for him and everything, but then what happens when we start complaining that he's just that Shaka, you know? So I can understand why the club don't want to go for him. I think Ruben Nevers is probably the ideal centre mid. Obviously, when it, when we're being linked to Douglas Louise and the uh, Ruben Nevers, I didn't really see the club going for them, whether it's price or whatever. But what yeah. I'm being told is that Ruben is very much available. So, if he is available, go and make it happen. Yeah, yeah. No, good shout, good shout. Uh, before I come to RJ, let me. I'm going to stick with mine. Mine's going to be quite boring. And to be honest, I've kind of been consistent with it. Um, and again, it comes down to personal choice, like kind of Souls mentioned. The, the, the thing is, this in terms of the midfield, there's so much option that no Arsenal man can complain if they came to the club, you know. I know Kessie's probably going to end up at um, Barcelona if, if, from what the rumours are true, right? Mm. Whether you, some people want Kamara. Some people want Alvarez, which is never going to happen, but he's a bloody good player. Um, listen, there's Zachariah. Some people are for him. Some people are not for him. Listen, for me, Basuma. I'd, drive, I'd, go and, I'd, go and, I'd go to Brighton tonight and try and convince him. I'd, be, I'd beg him. Just, just please come. Just turn up. Just uh, Listen, I'll... I'll <laughs> This he's, he's someone he's someone that I've wanted for quite a long time. Um, whether Arsenal would look at him or were serious about him with, with Basuma, it's more a case of it's not it's not if but it's just it's just a case of when when he leaves Brighton. But whether he ends up in an Arsenal shirt is another is another matter. But I would love him at the red carpet, man. Um, and he would absolutely transform our midfield. But yeah. RJ, coming to you, mate. What about you, mate? Mm, probably have to agree. I'd probably say um, it is, I would love the humour, but yeah. when I'm thinking about the passing and the transition, because it, it, it is a toss-up. I'd have to say it's out of the humour, like I said. I even Ruben Nevers. I love Ruben Nevers. It's a good, yeah, yeah, I don't, good I don't get the slander. Yeah, I don't get the slander, bruv. I don't get it. I don't get it. We we know why it's slander because some people seem to still think, like, and don't get me wrong, as much as I love this club and I can't stand this club at times, yeah. some people still think we can shop in that same window as Man City and Man United and all these lot. Yeah. And the reason and the reason why I'm going to say that, you have to remember, like I said earlier with my point, people talk, you said it, Albert, people talk. People see things like a Bamiyang exile and the way people have been treated. Yeah. Players are going to be put off by that. And plus, when you look at what Arsenal's been doing, not being in the Champions League for so long, etc., etc., 
We know money talks. Money, yeah, London. Yeah, that's all we got. But when they think of London, they might think of Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Now they might, think of, they might think of Tottenham now because they got context. Yeah. What do we have? Our history. But our history was... You know what I mean? Invincibles was how many years long, ago? Now? It's a long time ago. What, now, yeah, yeah. What do we have to live on? Do you know what I'm saying? So, but regardless of all that negative stuff, but it's factual. You know, to get good quality players. No, everyone was moaning about these players in the summer. Look at them now. Look at them now. You know what I mean? Majority of them playing well. You know, so Ruben Neves or Basuma, I'd be happy with either. So those are my ideal picks. So it's hard to pick either one. That, that's the thing, like, you guys have come up with some brilliant names, right? There are men out there, bruv, if the club are serious about, not if, not just putting the money down, doing the negotiation to get these guys to come to Arsenal, bruv. It can happen, bruv. There's too much, there's too many options out there for it to not happen, man. Come yeah, on, Yeah, there's man. even a striker option that's, that's realistic and it's Amin Guri. I really like the like, likes of Amin Guri. Like, he's not that expensive he'd be very good to acquire and he has a lot of the molds that we need to fill in terms of aerial presence in terms of pacing behind and and i do think there's there's many options out there you know even if we can't get the ease access there's the, the problem that we have is the positions that we need i think i feel i feel like arsenal kind of open their books a bit too much in terms of what they require and clubs mm. know that so they start to kind of like, oh, well, actually, if you want him, you're going to have to pay 10, 15, 20, maybe even 20 million over the odds to, to secure a signing. So this gems that we're finding, like, for example, I know Ben White maybe is an, un, it's not a hidden gem. Lakonga might be a little bit more known, but these like players who probably are second fiddle to a lot of clubs in terms of their signing, mm. like, you know, rankings. I think it does work for us a little bit, especially until we can get back into the Champions League. So, um, there's, there's plenty of striking options. There's plenty of midfield options that we that can go under the radar that we can just go and snatch. No, guys, good shouts, man. Honestly, people in the chat, big up to you, man. The chat's been lively, man. You guys, is, your guys, is, you guys, is comments and whatever is much appreciated, man. Like I say, man, actually, don't even smash the like button, obliterate the like button, people, please. <laughs> so uh, let's get this chat guy. But people, we're gonna we're always coming to end the show. I'm gonna combine the last sort of two questions I want to ask my esteemed brothers and panel but people before we go into it if you don't know what to do by now you should know what to do and there you have it once again people as you see in the display screens in the boxes follow my guy social media and it's also going along the bottom of the screen on for their twitter handles go follow people if you haven't already but um, I'm gonna come to I'm gonna come back to polls actually. Sort of um, we've seen in the last few days in terms of um, the COVID COVID nineteen Premier League rule change. Premier League clubs have to prove at least four cases to get games pulled off. A quick reaction about that, Souls. But also, um, what's your thoughts for Arsenal's next three Premier League games? So. As things stand, we have Wolves away on the 10th of February. Um, Wolves have got a very good record against us, actually, particularly the Emirates. They've not beaten them at the Emirates because they've come back into the Premier League. We've got Brentford on the 19th of February, which I should be going to that game. And we have Watford away, which has been moved from the Saturday, the 5th of March, to Sunday, the 6th of March. So, Souls, take the questions in whatever order you want to take them, bro. I'll just quickly go over the three games. I think 
Wolves, minimum draw. I want a result minimum from there. Just because of the way the form is, I don't mind a draw. Obviously, I want to win. No, so I'm yeah. not sitting, sitting here saying yeah. I'm accepting a draw. Bruno Lark has got them playing really, yeah. really well. Yeah. Really but you well. Can, you, it's a tough place. It's a, Wolves are always a tough team to beat. So a minimum draw, and I, and I expect six points out of the other two. So for me, at least seven points. Um, just because I think with Brentford, as good as they've had, they started, they've not yeah, looked they've... the best. They've been very shaky, so they're a team that yeah. can't be gotten at. Good and then Watford, I mean, they're disappointing, aren't they? Like with all the firepower, they've they're, they're, they're firing blanks, aren't they? Right now, so they, they beat United and they fell off a cliff. Like, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's true. I think, think Star's um, been that since then as well. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, Star's not been great. I mean, Dennis has had a red card. But, I mean, he will be back. Obviously, his suspension will be over yeah. by then. Unless it's COVID that postponed games and stuff, but you should be back for then. And they've they've not really looked the same since. So um, and you know they've got, was yeah they've got another manager. Well, I don't mm. know if it's confirmed or not, but they've obviously sat Renieri as well. So I, I don't know what's going on there. So um, they're another club that should be got on that. But in terms of the COVID like rule thing, why couldn't they have just done this at the beginning of the winter, like, at the beginning of the season? Like, was it that difficult to to, to tell us yeah. that yeah. it was for? Because the thing is, you know, you know, it's funny because I know our like us as fans or whoever, like especially myself, I got ridiculed on Twitter for saying, "Well, I just wanted to know what the number of cases are to get a game postponed." I'm not asking about, yeah. you know, any specifics, but everyone's like, "Nah, but we've got like five, we've got like two, we've got like this many, we've got this many," and I'm just like. This is what I mean. This, the problem is there's yeah. always going to be an outrage. Now that you've said to us, okay, you need four. If there's four COVID cases, no one's going to cry that a game's been postponed because let's say, for example, we had to do it one week and then next week Spurs have four cases, then the week... You're like, okay, but at least it's consistent. You've kept it to four. You're not going to postpone a game because one team had two, one team had one, one yeah. had five, and that's the problem. And now that we know, okay, this is the rules... You're not going to see the outrage. You're not going to see the crying. You're not going to see, oh, this team's cheating. This team's doing this. This team's doing that. And teams taking advantage of, of a rule that's been put in place. And I think this is all we ask for is the transparency behind what what is going on. What are yeah. the rulings? Is it injuries as well? Because then they started adding injuries to it. They started adding, like, international, like, you know, stuff. And it was just, it was just a mess. Like, no one knew what the rule actually was. So... Now that they've streamlined it, they made it clear, and they said this is what you need to do. Now no one can complain. If the game gets postponed moving forward, I don't think anyone sits there and cries about it because it, it should be consistent now. No, good job. Same. I'm going to come to Kesh. Sort of the same questions. Like obviously Arsenal's next three games and the FA rule change, but it's it's quite a coincidence that the rule changes come in after Arsenal postponed their game against Tottenham. And I think the ball, I think the ball started rolling for me. I don't know if you guys might agree or disagree. Is when our game got called off, I had tickets for that actually. Uh, big up to Daryl in the chat. Big up to Daryl in the chat who was um, sorted out me for the season ticket. When they said that the game was off due to obviously COVID cases mm-hmm. and injuries, I'm like, you've opened up a can of worms here. Yeah. And then subsequently. Oh, the games are called off because of COVID cases and injuries. What, what, what the hell is going on? We've only done, we've only gone by what the rules are, and we're getting canned for it. So, big up Michael Richards for pointing that out on on Sky Sports and when he was on there. But, Kesh, coming to you, bro. Uh, it comes to me as no surprise, really. Like for me, when I look at the FA and everyone and the 
the what's called the board of the English Premier League. Yes, they're weak. They're weak. Very yeah. weak-minded people. Dinosaurs, outdated. Yeah, and the league needs a change. It needs a change because I've been calling for it from the very first moment that I saw that teams was getting games called off of COVID, and I thought yeah. to myself, even if it's COVID. I think COVID, yes, we've sadly lost people through um, death by it and things like that. But in other words, it's just a cold, like the common cold, because it, in the sense that it stops you from playing, you know what I mean? So if it was a normal situation where players had a cold or something and he's just not feeling up for the game, you're going to put a youth player in if you haven't got a senior player. Yeah. So why wasn't the game being looked at and, and these people that's in charge saying, you know what, tough luck. It's the way the cookie crumbles. You play a youth or you play another senior player, you play someone out of position. You get I, think the game Everton, I think Everton noted it away to Chelsea. Yeah, Leeds have done it as well, yeah. a lot. So what, what they've done is they've made the league very unjust because you have teams who's now got a tons of game in hand which then yeah, builds up that, like five it, haven't they six or something yeah, it builds up that, that 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 bottleneck where listen that like teams will have five games and because now other teams are just watching them and they have to play the game it puts on more pressure onto them yeah, so it right. then makes it a unnatural kind of effect on the league and the positions that teams may pick up come the end of the season. Mm, and I didn't yeah. feel it's fair. Like I look at them down there, down the lane, and I think, all right, cool, I don't like them. But it's not realistic. Like You can't expect a team to have five games in hand and they're going to be playing, say, Monday while everyone's played weekend and everyone's just watching them. It, it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. And we talk about this league being the best league in the world. You talk about the likes of Chelsea having the best academy, all this, but why does these teams not want to put their youngsters in? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And now that Arsenal's done it, yeah, it shows that there's a big favoritism when it comes to certain teams, and that favoritism goes. I'm not gonna lie, maybe if we have been successful over the last few years, we would have had that that favoritism. I felt the favoritism goes more towards the likes of Man City, the most likes of Liverpool's, because they've been winning the league. And we all know Liverpool's got this media behind them. They've had it for years. Even when they've been been shit and not winning any Premier League or anything, the media's always back them. It doesn't come come down on them like the way the media comes down on Arsenal. We've seen it in the transfer news when it comes to players, even players that we're not being linked to. They word it a certain way and make it look like Arsenal was interested. Arsenal put a bid in when we didn't put a bid in. So it's just one of those things, isn't it? But, you know, I'm unhappy that they've now changed it based on us doing it. Yeah. But I can actually say, you know what? Well done, because that's the way it should be. That's the way it should have been in the start. Yeah, 100%. Look, well, we're fans. We, we look at it as well, yeah? We are fans. And when we're seeing games cancelled, listen, you've planned your weekend. You've, you've worked hard during the yeah. week. Come weekend, your game's cancelled. This sport is about entertainment. Entertain your fans. That's what it's about, isn't it? You've got it's kids. It's about an escape for a lot of people as well, like mentally. Yeah. And you've got kids who, the parents telling them, oh, yeah, you're going to go watch this game. And then they've cancelled it. Cancelled it, yeah. 
then the game's gonna get rescheduled during the midweek where their kids got school. They can't make it anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's not fair. There's, wasn't yeah. in a late two, two. I mean, there was a Spurs fan who came from America or something like that as well, and Burnley that game. game got yeah. And and I just mm. think I think how late they do it as well is annoying and Madness, how, how like wildly contrasting things come out of the FA such as you should have your youth team on standby ready to play if mm. needed and then as soon as it comes to actually you could have filled that squad with youth players actually yeah we'll just postpone the game for you and I just think it's just it's it's too co- and then when you look at let's say the other top five leagues which a lot of people berate they've had no games called off for about at least three to four months or mm. they've had to they've played 95 percent of their games and and you know we've had weekends where we've had no games and it's just contrastingly different how the premier league have dealt with this whole scenario and how the other top five leagues have successfully had less games called off collectively mm. than this so-called big league yeah well said let me let me now big big up question um Souls for that. RJ, get your thoughts, mate, as well. And also um our next three games as well. Um everybody said and I look at it as it's a piss take for fans as well. I also look at it as why is it we're always making examples for oh yeah. Like I'll give you an example. Even last season, um when Aston Villa, I believe, they had COVID cases. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, what was it? They put their kids out, Liverpool destroyed them. And um, all of a sudden, it's us, Liverpool, talking about, oh, yeah, we've got cases and that. They could have put their young squad out, as far as I am aware. But no, game called off. We know the favouritism. We know the hate for Arsenal. I, I do believe in that. I'll be real. But... Mm. Going back to the fan situation, you know, I'm, I'm glad Souls boy up, and I don't really care for, about Tottenham like that. But that was a piss take for the fans to come all the way from America to come, and then the game gets called off. It's like, why didn't you do that like the night before or whatever? And yeah, I mean, to make them go up there, yes, it's it's madness, absolute madness. It's it's a, it's, it's a lot because not only you bought the ticket, which is expensive enough, the travel, the travel back. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. It's a lot for these fans. And again, it just shows me how little importance the fans are. You know what I mean? It, 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 I throw it in with, you know, when we talked about last season about, you know, these, these TV companies, you know, trying to get subscriptions for games that are just yeah, like... Yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was absolutely disgraceful. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. It's... It's, it's a mess, but you guys pretty much touched on it. I don't even know what else to add to it, for money. But our next game, that's where I can really add. Yeah, yeah. Wolves will be tough. A very tough game. Um, start of the season, I was shocked how the way Wolves started, but at the same time, they're going for a transition. And to be honest with you, they've done very, very well they're lately. Very really well, yeah. Um, I agree with Souls as much as I want to win. I think it'll be difficult, especially with the way this window is going. But um, it'd be difficult. It'd be very difficult. So that would probably be a point. We have to be real. You know, if I was deluded, I'd say we win every game. But I don't see that. Um, yeah, is it Brentford? They'll be uh, tough. Wolves, Brentford, and then Watford away. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't, this is going to be a little bit controversial. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think we can beat Watford. Yeah. Um, Brentford, no, Brentford, I think we could win. Watford, I think that might be tough. Only because they've got a lot of player players and our way record, I don't really trust it too tough. So, what's that? Two draws and a win, so what's that? Five points? Five out, yeah. five out of nine. Listen, this Arsenal team could pull up anything. You'd be surprised. Uh, they, might yeah. get, they might even get nine out of nine, which, to be honest, <laughs> like, there's more chance of winning the lottery. Just put the money on Nevers, do a Fergie, weaken the team, take him. That's true, gone, Nevers gone. Listen, that's how you win that game, man. You made a good point about it's um about dinosaurs, man. Like um I even look at the like the PFA, Gordon Taylor's was he's been there for thirty years. Like how 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 are you allowed to be the head of the PFA for that amount of time? And don't even get me started on the PGO MOL. I mean, Mike Riley has been responsible, was responsible for one of the worst ever officiated Premier League games in history. But the guy's been in charge at PGMOL since I think is it 06 or 09, and the guy's still there. This is the guy that's meant to be you're meant to be the guy setting the standards for the referees. It's it's crazy, man. And then what what will happen is any contentious decision, Rob Watton will talk to Dermot Gallagher on the Monday. They go through all the footage. You'll say what he says. It all go. It's all in the merry-go-round, man. It's a, it's a complete nonsense. Also, what I want to talk about, a bit off topic, but what I want Arsenal fans to stop doing, and you guys will probably be aware of this, right? Now, we know about the standards of refereeing in this country and officiating. So what happens now, Souls, Kesh, and, and RJ, right? And I noticed it, obviously, I was at the game in Burnley on, on um, Sunday. Any tackle that goes in, contentious, a little bit late, maybe a yellow card. If that was granted, then the new phrase now is, if it was Granite Jacket, it would be a red card. That's all you keep hearing. Arsenal fans, come on, man. Seriously, is this what this has come to? I don't, you know what? I don't think it's so much that if it's granite shaka it will be a record as if they're, they're targeting targeting him i think what it comes down to is the standards and the inconsistency that when it's granite shaka they always get it right but when it's on the board and across other games and these things happen it's very much up down you know what i mean so yeah for me no, that i, comes I get to, i, I that get comes that but yeah, no, I get it, but at point at times, I think, I mean, I think to myself, I mean, come on, I mean, I mean, listen, not X, not, every, not every not every tackle is an X rated tackle, but yeah, like, being at the game on Sunday, I was like, I was like, mm. Arsenal fans, come nah, on. there were there were a few moments where, to be honest, like if it if if the script was the other way around in terms of the Burnley player elbowing one of our players, you know, yeah. there was a few, there were a few harsher tackles in there and the that thing word. is you know why Burnley get away with it because they have the reputation of oh they're a British team that this you know the Brexit mm. FC and they've got that notion behind them oh that's just the way they play and it's like mm. you can't give them a red card because that's just their style and it's like well no a red card's a red card it's not mm. it doesn't just become a yellow yeah. just because it's Burnley and I think that's the annoyance and I think even when you look at other teams for example when you know Granny Shaka's red card against City when he didn't even contact the player and he got a red card for intent. And then Harry Kane literally double-footed Robertson and didn't get a booking. And I think 
it's the fast contrast of like decisions for the same thing where one player doesn't touch a player, one player actually made contact with a player and gets off less harshly. You know, listen, That's by the way, I'm not disagreeing with you. And if you can't trust me, but I'm just saying what I'm saying. You know that, that, Abamit, that Kane one and Robertson, I'll look back on the Eddie Nketi against Leicester. I'll look back against mm-hmm. the Abamian against Crystal Palace. And I just think, where's the consistency across the board? Like, it, it just doesn't add up. And I just... I've been saying it for many years, many and, years. I've spoken and, to even a few people in a football terrorist group chat and this was last season and they kind of like tried to double down on what I was saying that, oh, the standards in, of the refs in the league have been shit for so many years and they tried to make it look like I'm the one, like I'm trying shit. I'm looking at you guys because now this season they're coming out and saying, nah, the standards is poor. I'm just like, no, no, the reason why many, the reason why things. last season you was agreeing because yeah. a lot of the things was going against Arsenal, and you yeah. wanted to keep up with that narrative that oh Arsenal fans always moaning about refs. Yes, I, I can admit most of our fans do just complain about the refs, but at times they do have a valid um, what's it called? What's the word? Argument. Valid valid argument. argument. They have got a valid argument about it. No, no, I've, no yeah. No, no, I, I get you because there's one player that always has been getting away with it for quite a few seasons, and that's and that's Sadio Mane. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at if you look at the, if you actually look at the referees in terms of locations of where they're from in this country, there's a huge northern bias. Nobody can argue with that for me. If you go, just trust me. If you've got spare time, if you want to do it in your spare time, whatever, go and look where a majority of these referees are from, based in this country. The big, the biggest wake up call for officiating in this country is when we had no officiating represented at the major tournament at the World Cup a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That should have been the wake up call. We missed the boat many, many years ago. You guys, maybe in the chat, you guys would have known as well. Pierre, Pierre Luigi Colina is one of the best refs at the game many, many years ago. He should have been brought over. He should have been brought over many, many years ago to help assist with the refereeing but, standards but in see, this country. That's what. But, that's what. That's what it annoys me, though, because we yeah. say this is the very best league. We go and poach players, youth players, senior players from all these other teams across Europe. Why are we not doing the same for referees? We missed the boat. We missed the boat, Kesh. We could have. We had some. We've had many good referees, whether it be Pierre Luigi Colina, Andreas Frisk wasn't bad. Kim Mil, I think well, Kim Milton. What was Kim the that went over to the Saudi league? I can't remember. Oh, I remember. Yeah, he, he wasn't bad. I, I, I didn't mind him too much. I thought he was quite good. And then he just... Yeah, he, fan, he, fan, he, he was good, but what he said in his interview, what he said in his interview... Was telling. Totally, it's telling, man. What he said, yeah, yeah that is... Well, what me, did he say? Because I don't... I don't and, and Mark Halsey... Look at enough. Mark Halsey said a few eye-opening things. He said well. something like, sometimes you have to ref the game on... On the emotion and the feeling of the crowd and things like that, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you talking about, brother? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I what do you listen, mean? even Mark Halsey's come out and said a few things this season as well. And you're like, yeah, wow, like you, you man are on the payroll, man. Like this, yeah. and I, I, I'm being I'm being polite by saying that. Um, but yeah, man, massive northern bias, mate, in the Premier League, and, and it and it it speaks volumes. Like I said, Sadio, Sadio Mane has been getting away with it for years, mm. ages. You could you could even argue you should have got sent off for the last two times he played him at Anfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then did he not do the same thing? Yeah, was it to again. Well? Yeah. yeah, that's why our tackle was mad that time. He, 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 he put a terrible tackle on Ben White as well. 
Yeah, well, crazy man. But people, yeah. man, you know what? This has been entertaining, man. It's me, I miss the brothers, man. This has been a wow. Episode six, people, I believe it is. <laughs> but uh, people in the chat, thank you for joining in, man. It's been lively in there, man. Like I said, obliterate the like button and follow my esteemed guests on their social medias. Um, I guess all I'm left to say to is, is to give a fair, give a, a bowing out to all my amazing brothers. So, Kesh, King Kesh, it's good to see you, man. I forgot what you look like, man. I thought we've been poached. I thought we've been poached and transferred. I thought you're gonna join like Kate Abdo on ESPN or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I don't mind you at him with her, mate. Believe me, mate. She's Jesus Christ, man. That is a fight. That woman is fire, man. But um, no, um, Kesh, good to see you, brother. I miss you, man. Where can the guys find you, man? Yeah, man. You can find me over on Twitter. It's right there on the scroll. K E S H on the scroll. Um, also. Um, I'm playing a game on the 30th to raise some money for Shocks, who's passed away, sadly. Big shout. Yeah, um, look out for the GoFundMe page as well. Obviously, there's no force in donating. Obviously, 100%. if you support it and you can offer something, whether it's a small pound or something, everything's going to go towards his family, his little daughter. So, you know, people, as much as you can help, thank you. Yeah, Kesh, tweet that because I want to definitely come and I'll come and see you play, man. No pressure, Kesh, innit? You know what I mean? No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> when, back, when certain man see you play ball, the, the pre- you feel the pressure, you know? Trust nah, me. You do feel pressure still. <laughs> you do feel pressure. <laughs> no, nah, Kesh, I'm glad you mentioned that, man. Um, rest in peace to Shocks, man. I didn't get a chance to collab or meet him, but from the words I hear from Solzy and, and from RJ and a few other people, um, yeah, rest, rest, rest in peace, soul, and hopefully... The missus and the kids, um, you know, hopefully they'll find some solace. Um, but yeah, sad, sad news. But Kesh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, RJ, the prince of YouTube, man. Good to see you, man. Tell the people where they can find you, brother. Well, if you want some controversial stuff, don't really like what I say. Come check me out at Ryan Winners AC, and there will be a video after the transfer window closes. Let you know my oh, feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do better. Better ranting than last season, I'll tell you that. But anyways, guys, I'm on Twitter at RJ Rolls. Thanks again. Great linking up with the boys. Appreciate it, Albert, as always. So, yeah. Kev, my brothers. Respect, man, as always. No, much love to you guys, man. And no, not last but least, Guna Souls, my bro, man. Tell the people where they can find you, man. Yeah, literally just talking shit on Twitter on Guna Souls, really. <laughs> That's about it, really. You know, just just those controversial takes. You know, being an Arteta stan, um, yeah. but no, it's just I just I just I keep, I try and keep it as real as I can without overreacting just because something bad's happened. And mm. um, yeah, that's all you can find on there. You know, I'll be tweeting after games and giving my thoughts and and yeah, any news that I know of or anything that and giving player profiles if that's something you're into. And yeah, just follow away. Yeah, no, good shot. And you're right, Souls, actually, because obviously, um, you know, because apparently we have um, the Japanese version of, we have the um, Japanese version of Hector Bellerin at Arsenal. Yeah, oh. I, thought, I, I thought I'd get that in there, but you know. Oh, that did, did not, yeah. did, 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 I, I had not like that one. <laughs> but I yeah, but, let, let's, video, let's, let's, wait, let's, I just let's, clocked, yeah. I just clocked Souls is back. Oh my God. Wow. People, as you know, oh. this is going live on Facebook and YouTube as well. Uh, big up to people. Listen, we've got um, 
listen, if you can't be excited about Arsenal, don't let Arsenal depress you too much. We have Valentine's Day coming up. So people, if you want to go and treat the missus or someone else you might be dating, then take your mind off things for a little bit. But I think we've got we've got walls before that anyway. So just listen. don't treat Eddie. Don't treat him. No, no, definitely don't treat him, but definitely not. Um but big up to people in the chat. Yeah, that's episode six of um weekly surgery, man. Albert J TV surgery is closed for another show. But people will be back soon. Albert J TV over and out.